this is going to be a great episode, and yeah. we're going to nail everything. Like, oh, you're nailing me. Cool. Welcome to another episode of For the Win Fantasy Football with your hosts, Brian, Ryan, and Andrew. Welcome in to uh, our second of a two-part series of AFC or uh, of uh, NFL predictions. That's the last year in here, Commish, because he's abandoned us yet again. Though he did put in the PTO, so we let him have it. Uh, he won't. He did leave us his picks too, so we can uh, we can sort of fill in the gaps that you know. We'll just kind of highlight where he's wrong. And uh, but I do have Ryan with us today, so that's always a plus. How you doing, man? Great, man. How's it going? Not bad. Uh, heard it was a sort of a senioritis day for you. Taking a your you're not leaving the job full-time to come here full-time because I don't have enough work for you. <laughs> At least <laughs> no. not yet. <laughs> not yet. Yeah, it is. Uh, I am leaving my current my current job. going to take a long weekend with the Labor Day weekend. And uh, yeah, I'm going to hit the ground running next week with a, with a new gig. And any, any plans as cool as Key West like our commission? Or? No, not even, not even close. Yes. But you know what I will do is I'm going to keep my eyes on the Packers Saints tickets. Uh, now that I went to Jacksonville, Better be dirt cheap, um, and if so, then I'm making making the road trip. Yeah, I think when they've done this before, usually they just release them to the general public for like it's like ten bucks, and it's just basically you just pick the seats until they're all gone. So like a, a really good seat might be like twenty five or thirty, and then but just yeah. getting into the upper bowl or even part of the lower bowl, ten bucks, and and yeah, it's a four o'clock game, and people in Jacksonville aren't used to that. They'll probably already assume the whole day is over because Jacksonville yeah. doesn't get anything but one o'clock's. You have, to earn, you have to earn a four o'clock start if you're on the East Coast. So exactly, they haven't done that enough. So yes, yeah, I mean, dude, I hope you get it. That'd be awesome. A little beach time, yeah. a little, uh, a little, little, little Packers and Saints going to be a great game, and you don't have to travel very far. Exactly, it's not often that you get to do that as a Packers fan. It's uh, living in the Southeast. It's not going to feel quite like Lambeau, though. Let me just go ahead and say that T I A A Bank or Altel or wherever it's been most recently. Uh, it's not quite the same atmosphere, although I'm only speculating that Lambeau is, uh, is pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah. Not to say that Jacksonville's not, we got a pool. Uh, there's, and there are some beautiful, beautiful <laughs> women enjoying it the whole game. Uh, but it's just, it's a different kind of feel, certainly for someone who's used to watching games in, uh, in Wisconsin. Yeah. All the beautiful women in Wisconsin are just sitting there eating cheese balls. So <laughs> I respect that <laughs> cheese is just as sexy as anything in, uh, as any bikini I've ever seen. <laughs> They have those too. They have cheese bikinis. Oh, now, 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 man, I gotta get to Wisconsin. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Um, well, yeah. So there, I mean, today, so we're going to talk a lot about predictions today, but, uh, we have to start with some news and most of the news, uh, was immediately bad for the player. You would mm-hmm. think, um, but maybe a few of them like, Oh, thank God I'm I'm out of this place. I have a chance to sign somewhere else. But you know, a few of them, a lot of people lost their jobs yesterday and a few of them got some back. So, uh, we'll, we'll talk a good bit about that, but the first person, he didn't lose his job, but now his, uh, his future is a little bit in jeopardy is Irv Smith. And, uh, I think Ryan, you've been kind of following the interwebs to kind of lay out what's going on here. Cause I, I know I basically said the other day, it was a one week, two week thing, meniscus, no big deal, but I guess that's not, yeah. not the case. Yeah, it, uh, I guess my understanding of it is, you know, there's a difference between like a cleanup or like a little, little tiny procedure. And then what I think his is, which is like some type of repair. So it sounds like, you know, they got in there to kind of check it out. And it sounds like it's a little bit more serious than just like your average meniscus injury. I guess, you know, there's a wide range of them. And it just so happens that Irv Smith has one of the more serious ones. Um, that's a, that's you know, what they're saying so far, it's, it sucks because he was supposed to have a pretty pretty awesome campaign coming up. Um, 
But yeah, so yeah, so it looks like he might be out like four to five months. That pretty much puts his entire season in jeopardy. Um, yeah, the the low end might be four to six weeks. I mean, so I think he lands on IR no matter what. It's just yeah. whether or not he's the designated to return or not. And you only have a, you only have so many of those. So mm-hmm. like, it's not like I think last year they basically said you can kind of use this at your discretion because we're dealing with unprecedented times. But I think I think they're going back to like you only have a set number of designated returns, which you know back in the day they didn't even have those. It was just IR meant you were done. So right. And then I know they have like varying lengths of time you can be on IR. Like I think the shortest is even like three weeks, but I think in his case, it's going to be probably a minimum of six, but more likely months. Um, there was a subsequent so. move. Um, Chris Herndon yeah. did not win a job in with the jets. Um, that uh, old man, Tyler Croft, uh, I guess beat him up pretty bad. And then uh, the new guy, Kenny Yabo <laughs> uh, went ahead and had a four for 100. And I guess they, they kind of thought, Hey, that might be the future. I think what, they dropped him though. No, he made, he made it to the practice squad though. Okay, yeah, yeah. They did they did have to waive him. He wasn't enough for a fifty three man roster, but he didn't get yeah. claimed, uh, which not not surprising. He was an undrafted free agent, so everyone could have they they had seven to ten shots at him just a few months ago mm-hmm. and decided not to. So, yep. Uh, one, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens, I guess, in Minnesota then, right? Because they they bring in Herndon, who wasn't impressive in New York. Um, everyone I think expected him to be like really great. Um, kind of like how people view Evan Ingram, I think. Yeah. It's one um, of those things like you want it to happen. So you just keep telling yourself that it's going to happen. It just hasn't happened. Yep. Just one of those like athletic big body guys who just isn't putting it all together yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so really curious to see what that means for Tyler Conklin then. Cause he was, I think the number two in Minnesota. Well, but he was also um, hurt too. So like they, they had to make a move or they weren't going to have enough. They weren't, they weren't enough bodies in camp, at least not NFL caliber players. So he's, I think yeah. he's almost back though. Um, I don't think Herndon mm-hmm. walks right back into the job, but I think the the expectation is that that's what's going to happen. You know, get him up to speed. Maybe he checks in on a few goal line uh, sets because that probably doesn't vary that much between team to team. You only have so much field and so much available to you in, on those plays. For sure. Um, I do think this is a mo- – I mean, I, Kamish kind of fought me on this uh, when we did our, our, our NFC predictions, but I think it's a monster bump for, for Adam Thielen. And uh, it, it probably yeah. – I think it helps Justin Jefferson too, and it also helps Dalvin Cook because here's – Herb Smith can vulture. I mean, you always think of vultures as like, you know, your your Mike Tolberts of the world, but also, you know, you know, tight ends that can secure passes uh down there in the red zone or inside painted dirt. Uh excuse me as my dog goes off. Um, <laughs> hold on one second. I'm let you feel but basically they they're valuable. Yeah. No, it, it like your to your point, I mean, with the other guys on on the roster, um, between Thielen, Jefferson and, and Cook, I mean, the more athletic guys on the team right now are gonna have more opportunities to eat. Um, that point blank. That, that's really what it boils down to. Now he did say that Thielen's still going ahead of his comfort zone, and I probably wouldn't argue that. Um, he's still an older uh, receiver, but I think there's much more of a, a likelihood now that he returns double digit touchdowns because we do expect the Vikings to score. It yeah. can't all be Dalvin and Justin Jefferson, and uh, their defense again looks porous. Uh, and even I mean I know it was mostly the one the twos, but like I mean that's still just a, a harbinger of like this. May, this might not be good. And it right. wasn't good last year, so you're not. You were looking for some sort of positive sign, so that that team may need to score. And I think uh, not having Irv Smith is uh, is a bummer, but it's a huge bump for the rest of that that team. Mm-hmm. Um, other people, uh, Brashad Perriman was told to get out of town, but then found a pretty good landing spot to me in Chicago. What say you? Yeah, I mean it's not a super deep wide receiver core, um, so I think that bodes well for him. Plus, I think. Um, the quarterback situation, you know, he's got a talented guy who's going to be throwing to him eventually when Justin Fields, whenever he takes over. And a competent guy to start with, at least. So, I mean, yeah. 
That's exactly. We weren't sure that would be the. I mean, we weren't really expecting that out of uh, out of Jared Goff. Although I'm not as low on him as I think some people are, but I, I think it's a really nice landing spot. There's a chance for him to carve out a role pretty quickly. I was not on the Darnell Mooney camp. I think this sort of reinforces mm-hmm. uh, that. Yeah, I, I mean, Brashad Perryman was a first round pick. There is talent there, and we saw briefly with the Bucks. I mean, he was nasty at the end of the year a couple years ago. Like he was basically he was doing Mike Evans and Chris Godwin things combined. Right. Yeah. I mean, talented guy. So, I, yeah, we'll we'll definitely see what happens. I think you're right. It's um, it, one of the better situations. Like, he could have gone any number of places and not had an immediate opportunity to see the field. Yeah. Other other uh, receivers that, that changed teams, we saw a couple of Johnsons go in and out of Jacksonville. Uh, mm-hmm. Colin Johnson was sent uh, packing, which I thought was kind of a surprise to most. Tavon Austin actually like got the last... Um, receiving spot in camp which he was kind of a late addition but he did he did pop a little bit and he kind of fits a special need thing but colin johnson big body um i think they might regret this one potentially i think he's going to have a nice chance to uh um to to play in, in, in with the giants is where he's headed mm-hmm. and uh yeah we'll see i mean he doesn't have a quarterback that's competent i don't i don't believe but i do think it's a nice landing spot for him because there's a chance for him to get snaps and then tyron johnson comes into jacksonville uh, and that was actually, um, you know, the Jaguars had the number one waiver priority because they were, you know, the worst team. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what they chose to use it on. And they were pretty deep at receiver. It's one of the few places I didn't think they need to, they really needed to address. And they decided to anyway. So, I mean, Tyron Johnson popped. Like in um, LA, like was it when he was with the Chargers, he was kind of like their deep threat guy. Um, Tyron was. So I know he was battling for that number three spot. And I think he you know, tweaked his ankle or something like that um, during camp. And so I think he kind of probably just like fell down the pecking order a little bit and ultimately led to his release. That's my understanding, um, at least how I would interpret it. Um, so I wonder in Jacksonville, do they have like that deep threat kind of player right now? And is maybe that what they were looking for? I mean, DJ Chark uh, historically has been that when he's been, when he's actually been playing well. And Marvin Jones has been a lot of that when he was in Detroit, mm-hmm. but they've been using Marvin Jones much closer to the line of scrimmage, not exclusively, but he's been, He's been more of like the security blanket, uh, yeah. while albeit down you know twenty yards down the field. So, no, because we know that's not where Lavisca Chenault is going to operate. He's going to be right by the line of scrimmage. So, no, I think it could yeah. be a nice complement to what they have going. I just, I thought Colin Johnson had a unique ability of just being very big. Yeah, and because their tight end room is terrible, I thought that was a unique ability for that team. But mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see. Uh, yeah, so I mean, at least these are guys that you probably want to you know put on your watch list. Star them kind of see what's going on, track the news, and then make a move. But not anyone that you had, like, immediately need to pick up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, there was, wasn't a lot of running back movement. I mean, some people were sent packing, but they haven't they haven't latched on anywhere. Like, we lost Devonta Freeman from the Saints, Wayne Gallman from the Niners. We kind of expected that one. Yeah. But there was one that um, they sent, got sent packing. And while he doesn't matter yet because he hasn't found a job in Corey Clement, it means Devonta Booker is the backup, the clear backup to Saquon Barkley. And I think that's a valuable piece to own. If you are the Saquon owner and you're already, you know, kind of teeter tottering, is is he going to play? Is he not going to play? But also, if you grab him, I would be dangling him to a Saquon Barkley owner right now. You know, he's yeah, a- I think that's the best play for him is to pick him up and then just try to get some value out of him. Yeah. Um, because I don't know that he's a guy that like I really want to start in week one if Saquon's out or clogging up your roster if you don't own Saquon. Yeah. Yeah, so like like if if he's out, if he's out there, grab him and dangle him immediately and then just kind of see what you can get. If it's low, it's still more than nothing. And uh yeah, I mean you can you might you yeah. might surprise yourself when someone's kind of you know they have Saquon Barkley and they're a little bit afraid. 
It's free value. Exactly. Yeah, you can help build up your team a little bit, and maybe you can use that piece somewhere. Whereas Devonta Booker is doing nothing for the non Saquon owner. Yeah, but that's uh, that's all I really saw. I mean, like I said we also lost Jordan Howard, but again, he hasn't latched on anywhere just yet. So uh, I guess we'll kind of see where some of these running backs land. But I, I think they, the guys that were sent packing is because they were younger guys that they'd, the teams would prefer to have on their uh, their fifty three. Yep. Exactly. So yeah, I think that's most of it. And did I, am I missing anything? I don't believe so. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, for you, for you, Kiki Kuti treaters, uh, truthers out there, he was uh, he's been picked up by the Colts, but assigned to the practice squad. So, still not going to happen. Probably but, where he should be until he gets over his fumbling issues. Yeah, let it go. And Royce Freeman was released just a few hours ago, and I think that could be interesting depending on the landing spot. If he finds a soft place that needs a like a soft place that you know, there's an opportunity for touches, and the starter is somewhat fragile. Mm-hmm. I could see it. I mean, he, he never he's never looked good, but he's never looked you know abysmal either. Yeah, I want to say like the news on him was that what his career there or like last season, last two years, he's averaged like four year, four yards a carry there, so it's like pretty good, um, but nothing that like jumps off the page. Yeah, I mean, and which is probably me. What I mean, if you sign him, that's probably what you're going to get too. Like he was he was overdrafted, and anytime that happens, like there's a you carry that stench with you you know, mm-hmm. for a few years, but it doesn't really mean you were a bad player. It's just, you know, you were taken, I mean, you couldn't, you, it wasn't your fault that you were overdrafted, you know, <laughs> like, so, I mean, just, you, you're still just the same player that they took. They just, they got it wrong, but you know, you still have an opportunity to be successful in a, you know, in a reduced role. And I think he has an opportunity there where I mean, if he finds, if he finds that landing spot and he gets, you know, I think um, he'll probably clear waivers. I'd, I'd be shocked if he didn't. And then he can kind of sort of pick and choose where, he might want to end up, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, moving, I guess we can, we can go into the uh, predictions now. Cause I mean, that's, that's what we're, that's the meat of the episode. And you know, we won't, yeah. we won't spend 10 minutes on just one team like Dallas, but you know, we'll, <laughs> uh, that, that was, that was commission. It was all him. That's why we kicked him off for today. Uh, but, but let's, let's start in the East. I think this one is, uh, an, an interesting division, if not because of who's going to win it, but because what else might happen around it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm obviously, a, a, you know, I think the Bills uh, have the best roster. It's probably not a surprise uh, to that point. Josh Allen, again, I have to eat crow. The dude looked ama- amazing in that third preseason game. I have not seen a throw like that touchdown to Gabriel Davis from many yeah. quarterbacks. It was a laser beam. He is definitely a, a quite the talented guy. Um, and you're right. They, they are in the East, um, the AFC East. They're definitely the most talented roster um, that we're seeing right now. Um, and I think it's going to be that way for a minute. Um, like I really think Bill Belichick and the magic that he had in new England, a lot of that faded with Tom Brady, um, walking out the door. So I'm curious to see what Mac Jones does though. So I think like, it's pretty clear, like the bills are going to win the division. Um, barring Josh Allen gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the only way they don't. Yeah. Um, but I, I would be curious to see what else happens. Like I two through four is actually kind of tough for me to, decide on 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 the bills before we talk to the rest so basically you want josh allen if you can i mean you're probably not gonna if you're a smart fantasy owner you're probably not going to have him because he's going to go higher than you're than you should be drafting your quarterback uh stefan diggs is a monster target if you can get him Mm -hmm. early second like you get to get your running back at the end of the the end of that round and it comes back to you that is about an easy an easy a pick as i can think of yeah it 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 but They've beyond, got like the two surefire, two surefire guys, and then everyone else beyond that is kind of like, eh, you know, hmm, maybe like who's going to be the lead running back? Is it Moss or Singletary? Um, 
no one really knows yet. Uh, signs were pointing to Moss, but I feel like it changes. Daily I mean, on Matt Breda didn't get cut. He's on that team. So, I mean, yeah. you, you never know. Um, He's another guy. Uh, I think, I think if I was going to choose the third person I'd want to own on this team, I might be at a point now to where I think it's Gabriel Davis. Um, yeah. Cole Beasley would be the easier decision, but I just think when you're, I mean, how does that, how does that end? Well, this all, how, how is he going to be quiet this year? I don't see, <laughs> like, how does he go 17 consecutive weeks without something happening at this point? So like, yeah, I think Gabriel Davis is interesting. I don't know if, if I'm, if I'm targeting him, but maybe I'm looking at the end of the, you know, the double digit rounds and maybe because Josh Allen, hmm. if, if he's going to be as good as we all think, somebody has to catch the ball beyond Stefan Diggs. Yeah. He's not going to have 4,000 yards um, to Diggs. Yeah. So. No. Oh God. <laughs> Who else is getting it? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, I guess you're, is your lean the Patriots in the in the number two slot? Because uh, I definitely feel differently. So I'm curious to hear that. Now that they, they did, oh, they yeah. cut Cam Newton. We that was one of the very first things that came down. Um, just didn't really move the needle for me from a Cam Newton standpoint because I just and I mean I don't really want to own him. Yeah. Um, no, I, I I think um, New England. They I feel like they could be a sneaky team um, if they can lean on the running game and you know ease Mac Jones into being an NFL quarterback um, and not put a lot of pressure on him, then I think they could kind of sneak into being a decent squad. I don't know that they're a playoff team right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that would be, yeah, I, I think that's too far of a stretch, but um, I think if you can get decent quarterback play out of Tua, then I think they're the number two. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I, I think the dolphins are the second best uh, team in this division. Their roster is pretty solid. If not like, flashy like we kind of talked about like, commission i kind of joked at like the uniforms are like the only cool thing about the dolphins like when they're <laughs> when they wear their throwbacks like they kind of ruined it with their current ones but like their throwbacks and i i assume as a south florida kid i'm not a dolphin man but i associate that with like at least winning regular season games and i yeah. just i think teal and orange is just kind of fun you have that white that pop it just it should be cool they read to the stadium that's cool too it looks great for an outdoor venue and then it's just like the dolphins are boring yeah, <laughs> it's just that they are. They're boring. Like even they are. when they win, they win twenty four to twenty one every week. And uh, I do think they're going to try to to open it up. Tua does throw a pretty good deep ball. I don't think he has a lot of like a ton of arm talent, but he can throw right. a ball up there and let someone run underneath it. And he's he has a lot of receivers that can just go run nines. Yeah, I mean that's what will that's what the flying V Will Fuller was brought in for. That's what that's why they drafted Jalen Waddle. I mean Preston Wilson, he can do those things. Mm-hmm. Mike Gesicki is a vertical stretch guy. I mean, they, you would think they would be flashy. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, they definitely got the guys to push the field. Um, and then I never feel good about any type of um, like running back by committee. And when you have three guys, that's especially troubling. Because um, at least from a fantasy perspective, you can't trust who's going to be the guy that gets the rocket week to week. No, I, you know, maybe if you have three capable guys, like from an NFL standpoint, you're like, all right, cool. Like I got three dudes. One of them could get hot and he's going to be the guy. Um, but that's terrible for fantasy. Yeah. I, I think if I was going to own any of them, it'd be Malcolm Brown, just from the, the standpoint that he's going to cost the absolute least of the three. And if I, one yeah. of the other two fail, if they get down there in the, in the red zone, Malcolm Brown, I think is going to get those touches. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see, but I mean, I, I'm not telling you to draft Malcolm Brown either. Um, so no. I do think the Patriots are the third place team in this division. I'm not sure though, because they're, they're breaking a new quarterback, just like the jets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not exactly, I just assume the Patriots have a better roster than the jets at this point, but I don't know. I mean, it could, could surprise me. I wouldn't, this may be a situation where it would be really great to see them in the cellar. 
<laughs> I would love to see it. Um, yeah, I, I just I have a feeling that, that Belichick's going to outcoach whoever the Jets coach is. I, that's how much I know about the Jets. I don't even know who their coach is. But um, whoever he is, he will be outcoached by Bill Belichick, and they will be the fourth-place team. Yeah. So uh, on the Patriots side, I'm not really interested in owning anything. Uh, people can tell me Jacoby Myers is interesting. I won't fight them on it, but it's not something that I, it sounds like very floor. And I don't, yeah. look, I don't look for floor at the bottom of my roster. Uh, I believe, I believe in the safety net of floor sometimes near the top in the middle, but at the bottom, I'm taking, I'm taking flyers because if I, cause if they don't hit, I just cut them and look for another flyer. Exactly. Um, so I feel decent about getting like Damian Harris. If a guy like Javante Williams is already gone because mm-hmm. they're, I think their ADP is pretty close. So I'd have my eyes, my eyes on Javante if he's out and there's no other running back in that area um, and say, like, I didn't get three running backs already, then okay, I might take a chance on him. All right, and then round out the division with the Jets. I guess we'll say that's the one we haven't talked about. Zach Wilson has looked okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, Michael Carter was looking good, but then he had a pretty crappy um, third preseason game, and then the, the yeah. coach came out and said it's a three-horse, uh, a three-horse committee. I don't know if I buy that. I think Michael Carter, if he does pop, the job is his. Um, right. I am still in, I, st- I do want to own that despite it looking kind of bad at the end of the, yeah, the preseason. I think he's the only person on the jets. I'm likely to have on my team. Corey Davis has gotten a lot mm-hmm. of, of, of run as of late, but I'm, I'm just not of the opinion that where he's being drafted, I'm not going to like something else better, but he's not a bad pick the way it's looking right now. Definitely. I was able to snag in a league last night. I got Nick Chubb. I got Aaron Jones. And I got James Robinson at running back. Then I went back into the well, and I Love ended that. up getting Javante Williams. Um, so I was like, that's great. <laughs> just, <seems> great. <laughs> just keep getting them. And then um, I rounded out my running back room with Michael Carter and Trey Sermon. Yeah, dude, your running back room is filthy. Like You should it's be able to so trade for anything filthy. you want. So how, how does it feel to play in a four-team league? It's... Uh, <laughs> You know, um, hey, it's one of those leagues where uh, Devontae or yeah, Devontae Adams went fourth. Um, Alvin Kamara went six, and um, I didn't really know what was happening. So <laughs> when yeah. I was I was tenth, I was picking tenth, and so I picked tenth and eleventh, and I got Chubb and Aaron Jones back to back, and I was Ma- like, all right, cool. Michael Carter as your RB six or seven is pretty impressive stuff. Um, mm-hmm. to, even though he's he's mailing it in, he did send us his picks. Uh, for the record, uh, the commission has the Bills winning the division. Uh, followed by the Patriots, the Dolphins, and the Jets. And he has the Patriots getting into the playoffs. So he is a Mac Jones truther. Yeah. And he's not said anything about that. Didn't expect that. So interesting. Yeah. So let's let's continue on. Uh, Let's see. What should we hit next? I think we should probably talk about the West. West. Because it's kind of a fun division. Um, That's another good one. So this is a pretty easy choice for the winner of the division. I think we'll spend the least amount of time with the Chiefs because – we know what we know. What we got. Uh, yeah, you know, you know what you have with the Chiefs. Now, I will say, I mean, obviously, Mahomes is great. Kelsey's great. Um, Clyde Edwards. We're not as high on him as you know some other people are, but I think it's just because of the style of offense. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not a running team. Um, Daryl Williams is going to score touchdowns if he if yeah. he's not concussed. He's going to be a problem for Clyde Edwards. Clyde Edwards Hilaire owners. Uh, exactly. Yeah, he's um, he's a real thing. I think uh, definitely keep an eye on McCall Hardman. Like if you can snag him late, oh yeah, then that is a great pick. He every every indication is that he had a good camp. Uh, they want him to succeed. It's a he's a little bit of a a, a luxury item because he does some similar things as Tyreek Hill, though not 
quite the same, but I mean, he's not, mm-hmm. he's only a few tenths of a sec, uh, a few like yeah, hundreds of a second, like slower than Tyreek Hill. The dude can yeah. fly. Um, so I, yeah, I think there's, I mean, that that's going to be fun. And you have Kelsey just going to be eating in the middle of the field as those two guys just run their bananas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just going to be fun. <laughs> um, I think keep an eye out for gray. I did, I, I did actually take some time to watch him over the weekend. He does pop a little bit. I am on record that they are signing TJ Hawkinson in 2024, but I think Gray could be a really nice number two. You better not, man. Like, don't 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 put that evil on me. Noah Gray needs to become you know Chico Junior. Yeah. So I don't know where you're going with this one. Who's your number two in this division? Number two. It's um, not the Raiders, I know, but who who is it? Because I'm I'm interested here. One, I think one team has a quarterback um, and, a, and a defense and and some big weapons, but their lines are leaky, and the other yeah. team is good everywhere except for potentially the quarterback. You know, yeah, I'm tossing around whether it's going to be Denver, 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 <laughs> Denver, uh, Denver or San Diego. Um, I think even if so, if Teddy Bridgewater can be San Diego uh, will like, not compete this year. They don't have they don't have a team. So? No, they they don't have a team this year. They got to play. Uh, the L.A. does though. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're like no, San Diego is good. I'm like no, they're so Justin good. Herbert is Man. great. When when you said I'm like short time in it, yeah. Um, <laughs> so Denver is my number two. I think if Teddy can be um, any kind of game manager, not turn the ball over, if he's efficient enough, they have enough people around them that they can they can win some games. Um, so I actually picked Denver two. I'm going to say the Chargers three and the Raiders four. Yeah, that's that's the order I have it. Um, the Chargers and Broncos could flip flop based on quarterback mm-hmm. play. In either direction, if the Broncos don't get good enough quarterback play, all those weapons yeah. uh, just don't seem to matter that much. And, I mean, Justin Herbert has weapons. I just think it's unfair for us to think that he's going to take that team. Despite what he did last year, which was incredible, they still mm-hmm. weren't a very good football team. Uh, right. Their defense is going to be better. Their lines, probably not. Although, they, although yep. they did spend a lot of money on the line, so if they get it right, you know, there you go. Uh, so I could see those teams flopping. I'm going to think – I do think the Broncos, I love – the Patrick Sertan pick, I think mm-hmm. when you have that, when the defense is good and then you add that, oh my God, you can just like beat the hell out of people. And then, then if you can score, I mean, yeah. So I, I'm pretty yeah. excited for that team. I want to see what they got uh, on the charger. I think on the Broncos side, you're, you're, you're targeting Jerry Judy. I think you can target Cortland mm-hmm. Sutton if he falls to the mid rounds. Uh, Javante Williams is a monster target. Melvin Gordon is interesting to me as long as he's on that team. Cause I do think they'll trust him with some, some high value touches cause he hasn't done anything to disappoint him. Right. Uh, Noah Fant needs to make a needs needs to make a jump forward, but it's it's within him. He's a he's a talent. And, he's yeah. a safe like floor pick at, at tight end. Yeah. Where you know like okay like I know I got a guy who generally performs, um, probably isn't going to put up a lot of duds. You know. No, I, I can get at least you know five or six points out of him every single week. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to the Chargers, I mean, obviously Herbert is a target for me when I can get him. Uh, I do. I think Mike Williams is is my like super puzzle solve this year. If I if I go heavier RB because that's how the draft falls to me, Mike Williams is going to be on all of my teams. I just and not because I I know it's going to hit. I just I'm I need to have somebody that I draft lower in in the draft that has a chance to be a one or a two, and that is Mike Williams. Did I tell you I also have Mike Williams and Nicole Hardman on that same team? Yeah, it's fun. it sounds like a best ball dream. You know, that's a dream boat for best ball. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, obviously Keenan Allen is steady as she goes. Uh, Josh Palmer is a very interesting piece, especially for Dynasty. Be paying attention. He didn't have a quarterback at Tennessee because no one has a quarterback at Tennessee. The Vols, not the Titans. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, just a, just an interesting team, and obviously Eckler's good. He has nothing behind him, I don't mm-hmm. think. All of the running backs behind him seem to suck. Yeah. Uh, they, they tried a lot of things. <laughs> Kalen Balaj was the best one last year, if, I, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, and he sucks. He didn't have a job. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, nobody that, like, even if Eckler goes down, no one behind him was able to stay healthy either. Yeah. And then the Raiders, uh, I mean, you love Waller? Uh, Waller is the only one I love. Carr is an interesting, if not unspectacular, pick in two quarterback leagues, or if you just need to protect yourself, or you need someone to buy time for a Justin Fields, maybe a Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence, and uh, Mac Jones to get their feet underneath them. Although I'm less, I, I, Mac Jones doesn't quite qualify for me. Uh, but but yeah. you, you can you can do worse than Carr to get your get the ball rolling because I do think they have to score in Las Vegas, and he's capable enough to do it. He's not. He's certainly not a bum back there. He's not. I think I, I get disappointed with him in fantasy. Like I've drafted him a couple times, and I'm like, oh yeah, all right, he's gonna ball out this year, and then he'll average 15 points a game in fantasy. When you know, I could have gotten a guy off the off the free agent you know list for you know 17, 18 points. Yeah, he's he's best utilized as a number two because as a bye week filler, you can do a lot worse. Yeah. Um, as or it's just insurance. If you have a running quarterback and you might be screwed, because I mean, here's what happens: a lot of leagues that are twelve team and above quarterbacks. At some point, there's not any to go around. If there's a deep enough bench, you might be looking for like the the one or two Ben DiNucci's of the world are just happy to get a spot start. If you're if you're in that mm-hmm. sort of bye week hell, so I do think it's important to own one if your bench can allow it, and that's where I think David Carr slots in. His receivers Definitely. don't do anything for me. At this point, though, would you say? David Carr, or would you go with like your last pick and grab um, Jameis? Oh, Jameis. Yeah, yeah that 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 would be uh that'd be easy for me. I, I yeah. even without all the weapons in place, there's still enough weapons, and I think Jameis, unless he does like the really terrible turnover stuff, he's not going to lose that job. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So so Bronco, so Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders. You got anybody else besides the Chiefs getting in? Um. If Teddy's good enough, then I think the Broncos could. Okay. Uh, the commish has the Chiefs uh, winning, the Chargers getting into the playoffs, Broncos third, Raiders four. So, I, yeah, I mean, I can't argue that. I could see the Chargers getting a, a wild card spot for sure. But I think it's you more know, likely yeah, to be Denver. Man, there's not enough good teams in the AFC, I feel like. Nope. Like, I'm trying to think of who the seven would be. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see if like, at the end of this we only have four teams that we think are getting in, in which case yeah. we'll have to find three more. I, I don't want to say there is a second team yet because I want to go through the rest of these and I'll come back to that. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, all right, so there we go for that one. Next up, we'll take a, we'll take a turn north. Uh, this is a very, very interesting division, uh, unless you're in Cincinnati. It's a uh, tumultuous division here. Lots of injuries, lots of old guys lots of just what the hell is going to happen <laughs> for sure um who do you want to start with you want to start with the i have the, the brown, i have the browns winning this division yeah yeah which uh i just I mean i've never said that before in my 35 years i've never said yeah. I, I have the browns winning the division but i i definitely have the browns winning the division it sounds crazy until you look at everyone else and you say, okay, the Ravens just lost J.K. Dobbins. So unless Gus Edwards is able to fill in what they expected job, uh, Dobbins to do, then they're probably going to be a less spectacular running team. I just um, I, I don't see a hole on the Browns. I don't, yeah. yeah I agree. Like, and I, mean, I, Baker, I didn't really see a hole on the Ravens either, except for the fact that I just don't trust their quarterback making plays when he has to if he can't throw as well as the other ones. 
Yeah. But, I mean, it's a good team, too. Uh, certainly, the Pittsburgh Steelers have holes like on their lines. Um, so I think the I think the Browns are just a very very complete team with some you know with guys you want to own early middle late uh, they got it all I mean obviously Chubb Hunt phenomenal uh, you want to take flyers on Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham not going to talk you out of it could be a very smart yeah. pick and then you've got the tight ends they have four of them <laughs> you just got to find <laughs> I mean I think Austin Hooper probably asserts himself a little more this year which even makes that team better. Uh, yeah, just a good good team. I'm kind of I'm happy for Cleveland. They've had to. I mean, they've had they've endured a lot. Yeah, they had they had they had the Ravens stolen, you know, stolen from them right before the Ravens got good. They were the Browns. <laughs> they were <Yep>. stolen. <laughs> uh, then they got good and won a Super Bowl like not long after. Uh, and then the Browns were terrible. You know, you, you draft yeah. Tim Couch as your as your expansion pick, and it's just never been good since. Uh, so yeah, this is great. I mean, I, I'm happy for uh, for Cleve. I'm too. And I think if any of their wide receivers go down, so Odell Jarvis, like any of the top guys, any of the top three guys go down, then like Donald Donovan Peoples Jones is another guy to look at. Like this is like midseason stuff though. Uh-huh. Um, keep on the radar, you know, star him, that kind of thing. Uh, put him on your watch list because he's talented. He's been showing up in camp. He's been impressing, but they just have a lot of guys in front of him too. Um, so I got a guy to keep on the radar. Okay, who's your number two here? Is it the Ravens, even with the, the J.K. Dobbins news, or has that kind of made um, you think differently? Yeah, yeah, no, I would say it's going to be closer than ex- than people might expect, but I think Cleveland's number one, Ravens are number two, and then I'd put Pittsburgh Steelers third um, over Cincinnati. Okay, what is the uh, the clear division between the Ravens and the Steelers? Because I have those flip-flopped. Um. I just think I feel like Baltimore is maybe a little bit more of a complete team, even without Dobbins. And so I would put Baltimore as like, you know, if Gus can fill that hole there, um, I could definitely see them being a 10 win team. Okay. Yeah. Which I, I think the Ravens and the Steelers are both are in that, that discussion for, for double digit wins, which when we go back and see who we think our wildcard teams are, I'll probably have both of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we'll see. Uh, yeah. certainly on the, on the Steeler side, you want all, you want some piece of the receivers just kind of depends on, you know, what rounds you get them in. Uh, I think, uh, Eric Ebron, it's kind of sneaky. If un- if unspectacular of a pick, he's one you don't feel great about, but he can, he can do some damage. Yeah. Uh, and then the, and then Najee Harris is going to go, I mean, he's, he's in the first round now. So I don't know how I feel about having a rookie anchor my team. Just, I don't feel good. It's not something I'm, I'm, I'm really about. I, I was about it one time and it was, it was Zeke Elliott. But even then, I got him with I think the pick nine. So I had I came back with another like running back right after. So he didn't have to shoulder the load, although he did. Mm-hmm. But because you know, but Zeke was a top five pick. Those running backs are different than the ones that are drafted even in the first round, but further down. How do you feel if you say if you're drafting late and if you're going to get like an Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, Antonio Gibson is like your number one running back, uh, and then if Najee is like the next best available based on ADP Aaron Jones is the only one of those that I consider an RB one, like a true RB one to me, like guy that I want to anchor. The rest of those guys are the ones I just love having in my two. Najee (laughs) Harris is probably the second one of that group. I'd prefer to have as my one, despite the fact that he's a rookie. Cause I I just think the workload is going to be there as long as he's uh, healthy. So it's not, it's not, it's not a comfortable position for me. It's not one. I think I'll, I don't think I'll own Najee Harris in a lot of places, but Mm -hmm. I'm excited for the player. And then yeah. on the uh, on the Bengals side, what <laughs> you got anything good? T Higgins is good. T Higgins is good. 
Um, Tyler Boyd's I, solid, but I don't know if I don't, I don't know. I mean, I haven't heard a word about him, so that's normal. Though, they're all relying on Joe Burrow, man. Like if if he can bounce back from that injury, um, if he has enough time to throw to them, then Joe Burrow will be good. Tyler Boyd and T Higgins can be good, and if Jamar Chase gets over the drops, then he could have a decent rookie campaign. I think Joe. Um, I think Joe Mixon's a landmine this year. Like he like he started last year as like he was droppable last year. I think that could happen again this year. Maybe not quite that bad, but he's not going to mm-hmm. have a couple big games at the end to sort of like get to past that. Him. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a landmine. Uh, if you get him as your RB three, yeah, sure, why not? But that's just not where he's being drafted. Yeah. Uh, so you better get your number one right if you're pairing with Joe Mixon. So no, that's exactly. just, just be forewarned. Uh, they have nothing at the tight end spot, I don't believe, and the defense is going to be terrible and the offensive line sucks and they've done nothing to fix it. So uh, hope no, not only have they done nothing, they have traded away their center. So yeah, if you, if you're one of those like weird leagues, they dock your quarterback for getting sacked. Joe Burrow should be notched down even further. Yes. Do not draft. Okay. Uh, so I guess looking at the commish, he's got the Browns winning the division. The Ravens get in as a wild card team, Steelers mm-hmm. and then Bengals. We know he's super low on the Steelers. So nothing about that surprises me. Of course. And, uh, yeah, okay. So I think we're so we're, we're both on the, the camp of Browns, and we think the Ravens and Steelers are, in, are a good teams, so we'll see if they make it when we're done with this. Yeah. And then last but usually last and least is the AFC South. <laughs> uh, even when it's good, it's, like, only good because all the teams are, like, 9 and 7. It's not because, mm-hmm. like, there's two, like, 12-win teams. <laughs> so um, <laughs> no. It seems uh, the last time you're going to see the Texans in the one slot is where I'm looking at it right now. That'll change after one week, I think. Uh, but we're not going to start with them. Let's start with the Titans. That's probably everyone's favorite to take that division. Uh, yeah, I think they're probably minimum 11 or 12 win team. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't think they're a 12 win team based on talent. But when you get to play the Texans and Jaguars twice, a yep. 10 win team can become a 12 win team. Oh, yeah. I mean, because if you think about it, depending on how the Colts do, if they have any other quarterback issues going forward, that could be another situation. Like, they could sweep the division, and then all you need is six more wins um, throughout the schedule to get to 12. Yeah, for sure. So. Um, I mean, we the, the talk is going to be the receivers uh, and, and Derrick Henry. I mean, what a trio. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really exciting. I hope that like fantasy doesn't let us down be, and like we start looking at random people like uh Ferdixer taking all the touchdowns away uh, because I, they, all three of those guys are going to be drafted at a, at, a, at a very expensive price. And you, you want to be able to return that because they're all so, so talented. Exactly. Um, yeah. I think it's a great point to make though. Um, yeah. The skill guys, the primary skill guys, those three um, are fair to target. All, all, all the way across the board. Um, I'd say Julio and like his injury issues maybe is like, give me a little pause. Um, but Henry and AJ Brown for sure are like their guys. Yeah. I would say 4,500 to 5,000 yards out of those three guys. If that doesn't happen. This was kind of a bummer. Yeah. I, I think, I think you can count Derrick Henry in for 2000 total yards with most of that being on the ground, if not 2000 on the ground and then some on the air. Uh, but I, I want I want twelve fifty to fifteen hundred out of both those receivers. That's not asking a ton in a seventeen game season. So yeah, it, but you know five thousand yards is a lot of yards. So. That's a great point, man. I honestly didn't even think about that, and I don't know how many people did. But how many, you know, how many running backs do you think you can see that could put up two thousand yard seasons now with that extra game? So with combined yards, obviously, right? Because uh, Derrick Henry is is the only person that can just rush for that many. The only other person that yeah. could probably challenge that if he didn't have Kareem Hunt would be Nick Chubb. 
uh, yep. to me. And Ezekiel Elliott, potentially, but that team's just going to throw a lot because they're going to have to. Yeah. Um, so I think 2,000 yards, um, I'm looking at your usual suspects, your Derrick Henry, your McCaffrey, your Dalvin, and then probably the only other one I can talk, I can really think can get there is, is maybe Zeke because I, I don't even know about Kamara. I don't know if he's going to run for enough. I think Aaron Jones could. Yeah, I mean, maybe. You think you could get 1,300 rushing yards and somehow get 700 receiving yards? Yeah, he, he's certainly like, I think him, like him, Zeke, and Chubb are like my, it would not surprise me, but I, I couldn't like expect it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. You're like, yeah, I could see that, you know, at the end of the year, you're like, yeah, totally, I'd see that happening, but yeah, yeah. I'm not going in thinking it. Okay, so we think we all we all love the Titans except their defense, but that's great for fantasy because they suck. The Titans yeah. have a score. Uh, Tan- Tannehill looks like a top six to eight at the position if if things mm-hmm. go like they're supposed to. He's not being drafted at six to eight. He's being drafted more like ten to twelve. So there's some value there. He certainly can be somebody you draft in the eighth or ninth round unless you play in a league where everyone drafts quarterback early. Mm-hmm. If you can round out your starting lineup, in round what a nine, um, what a what a turnaround too for Tannehill. To go from like you know his days in Miami to now being a pretty damn good quarterback in Tennessee. Yeah, I mean Miami. Again, Miami's not flashy, so it was only it was it was only like <laughs> fitting that they didn't have anything with him, despite having a you know college wide receiver. They turned into a quarterback. They, well, they didn't turn into him, but like he had played wide receiver at Texas A and M. Yeah. Uh, no, I think I mean get get away from Adam Gase is not a bad thing, and Arthur Smith did a lot for him. I always thought Tannehill was good. Mm-hmm. I was really hoping he would go to a team that I liked. Because I really yeah. wanted to root for the player because there was he does have a lot of zip on his throws. He seems like a good dude. He seems like a, a smart player, a guy that's mobile. A lot all the stuff you that you see why he was drafted for. I just wish he got out of Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, I liked him so much better when he couldn't hurt me. <laughs> same with Derrick Henry. Same with AJ Brown. Same with Julio Jones. I liked him so much better when they couldn't hurt me. Um, okay, so moving on, I think it's pretty clear that the Colts are the number two in this division. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so. Not, not because of have, them, but because of the other teams in the division. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like they have to have some consistency in quarterback so that Jonathan Taylor's got some room uh, to operate. But if they can, you know, lean on him, do enough through the air, they've got the defense to to hold up. And so I think they're definitely the clear number two. Yeah, the receiving room is a bit iffy. I mean, Zach Pascal, I like him for what he is. Michael Pittman mm-hmm. hasn't done it yet, but is getting a lot of buzz. Uh, I'm not sure it's warranted just because he looks good in a uniform. Right. Uh, T.Y. just had surgery. Yeah, T.Y. is not going to be playing for a minute. Um, they're, you know, Jack Doyle, Mo Cox, you know, whatever. Uh, I don't know. This team is just kind of, I mean, I could see it actually. I could see them actually finishing third um, if uh, if Trevor Lawrence can make enough strides. Like, yeah. I don't think the Colts are, in, are, are automatically a, a winning football team. No, no, I don't. I, like, I could see them being a 9-8 and eight or a 7-10 and 10 team. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I, honestly, I probably won't own much of anything on this team uh, unless I'm in the right spot for a Jonathan Taylor uh, pick. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. Jaguars, though, it's kind of weird. Uh, as the third place team that has potential to be a two, there's actually a decent amount of pieces that interest people on this team. Yeah, and you got to think too. I mean, it, it's kind of the difference between um, you know the Colts and, and Jags, and and kind of goes back to the discussion of the Titans of you know the defense and probably playing from behind or, you know, having to score to, to stay competitive in games. And so Trevor Lawrence is going to, he's going to throw, um, was and I then speaking, James Robinson is good too. So. Was I speaking at a turn to say the Jaguars are the third place team or was that up for debate? 
I think that's fair. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't. I mean, because Jaguars won one game last year, so it's it's not often you can even. I mean, they could have a six hundred percent increase in their wins, and they're still six and ten teams. So that's not automatically not a seller. No, no, but I, I think you're right because um, the only other team in contention for the fourth place in the division is the, is the Texans. Yeah. Uh, so back on the Jaguars, you mentioned James Robinson uh, was an absolute steal before. Now you yeah. now you have to pay for him, but still, I mean, if he's your RB three, if and you can easily have a team that's like, I don't know, Zeke. Who can be a number two there? Maybe a Mixon. I don't like him, but like maybe like a Joe Mixon, and then I'm James Robinson. Mm-hmm. That's a running back team. That's I mean, it's not the one. It's not the team you have, but it is an interesting. You know, he can be yeah. your he can be your RB three, and that's that's filthy. Yeah, um, he is. Like James Robinson is my flex um, because I've got Chubb and Jones. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, filthy. Um, filthy so yeah you've got him dj chark needs to get it right he hasn't been good for a year and a half but this is the first time he's had a quarterback uh, in all that time so we'll see uh lavisca chenault has got his job back now that travis Etienne is uh is splitsville um hopefully he recovers uh, yeah bummer i mean he's getting paid though so he'll be okay uh he has first round <laughs> money um uh, i think beyond that there's i mean marvin jones is very very interesting to me in like the double digit mm-hmm. rounds I mean, yeah. I, I, I can see what he's doing for Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is looking for that number because he's expecting Marvin Jones to be where he's supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, that's what you look for in a, in a vet is someone who knows where he's got to be and he's going to do all the right things. So I, it makes a lot of sense for them to bring him in. Like, I think that was a great, like a very savvy move um, to give Trevor a little bit of a security blanket. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and so all indications are Marvin Jones is just loving life right now. Like he loves being mm-hmm. like the old guard with a bunch of kids. Um, and he's not even that old. So like I said, he sells a lot of juice. Um, so it's yeah. an interesting team. There's no tight end to speak of in Jacksonville. Tim Tebow was the only one uh, <laughs> that was moving the needle at all. And I, I've already I've already gotten rid of those drops off our board. So I can't hit you with those anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that once was enough. Um, so, yeah. And, you know, the defense is going to suck. So there's probably gonna be some garbage time. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so yeah, definitely some fantasy relevance for the Jags. Um, well, TBD if it actually turns into real-life relevance. Yeah, for sure. I think there's a better chance that you like them on your fantasy team than like I like watching them. Every week. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, I agree. And then, yeah, speaking of garbage, I mean, there's nothing. There's no other like more appropriate term, I think, than other than maybe dumpster fire, which is still close to garbage, uh, yeah. to describe the Texans. What in the hell is going on? Yeah. So Deshaun Watson's just going to be a member of their team on their active roster, but not be playing. Which hurts me too, because I have him in dynasty. And so I don't think that means he's ever going to be a guy that I can put on like IR or anything. Oh no, it's bullshit for you. Yeah. He's clogging <laughs> up your roster spot. Yeah. And I'm not going to get rid of him because he's uber talented. So yeah, that's, I love that for me. Yeah. Um, Davis Mills. Yeah, so, I mean, does the not guys that they, no, no, <laughs> freaking terrible. Um, but the guys that they've got, so Tyrod at quarterback, I cannot speak any slander of this man because he is a Virginia Tech god. Um, he's just a really good person. It's like how you feel about Nick Chubb. Tyrod's just like a good dude. Um, and I feel like he's been in tons of shitty situations. And you know what I wouldn't be surprised about is if Houston goes and they sign Cam Newton. Yeah, that would be. Now, I don't know if Cam Newton wants to sit that. I, I think he'd rather not play. Than, than, than be in that environment. But it wouldn't surprise me if that to happen. That, just because Tyrod never seems to get a clean break. Like he, he never, he does, never catches man. a break. Um, 
there's on the Texans on the running back side. I mean, Mark Ingram and Philip Lindsay are supposedly the co-starters. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, David Johnson looks like a, a scat back that can catch the football occasionally. I don't want any of them. Yeah. There's just, and I, I think Rex Burkhead still has a job too. They didn't cut anybody. <laughs> they, kept, <laughs> they kept them all. And like, do they expect to be winning games and be able to run the football? I don't, I don't, I don't know where that's coming from. So. Uh, Brandon, Brandon, Brandon Cooks is reliable. Brandon Cooks is like the only guy on the team I would consider. Maybe. Yeah. And Nico Collins as a dart throw at the end of the draft, maybe if you have a deep enough bench to hold on to him. Yeah, yeah, you have to have a super deep league to make that happen, I think. Yeah, like, not in redraft, unless you have a 12-team, nine-bench player league or something. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for, for argument's sake, because we're running up against the time here, uh, Kamish has the Titans getting in and nothing else. So, just to round out his picks before we, we mm-hmm. finish off our own, uh, he's got the Bills, the Browns, the Titans, and the Chiefs with division wins, uh, yep. Chargers, Ravens, and Patriots as your wild cards, and he has the Chiefs getting the bye. Okay. And I, I would say Chiefs-Browns is very realistic for an AFC title game, like a rematch of last year, right? That's what we got? Chiefs-Bills. Oh, that's right. It was Chiefs-Bills. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So I don't think I'm too far off. Um, I'd say Bills, Titans, um, Browns, and Chiefs, mm-hmm. division winners. Um, I'm going to go with... Denver, I'm going to go with the Ravens, Baltimore Ravens. That's six teams. And God, <laughs> your your, uh, your candidates are, are are probably the Patriots, Dolphins, Steelers, and Chargers. Patriots, unless you think the Colts belong in that in that discussion, and I I don't. Unless they I just don't. they get in because they're not terrible and they get four easy victories. Yeah. Um. Man, that's really tough. I'm going to go with the Steelers. Nice. So, th- so three NF- uh, AFC North teams, just like last year, just slightly, uh, but inverse re- uh, order. Inverse order. Um, but I will say that I think the Bills secure the bye. Okay. So a really big leap for for Josh Allen. Not a big leap, just mm-hmm. one extra step. Just like one extra step. It's yeah. like one game difference, probably. Okay. Yeah. We, um, do, yeah, I don't, we don't have enough time to go schedule to schedule on those, uh, yeah. like between, I think, Chiefs and Bills and Browns are the ones that are really in the discussion for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I'm going, I'm going to say that bills represent the Browns represent the Titans represent and the chiefs win their divisions. I will take the Broncos as well. I will take the Steelers to get in and the chargers to be the last team and the Ravens watch from home because they don't have a quarterback that can throw the football. Yes. He has an MVP. He got it as a thousand yard rushing at running back. So I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm not in the Ravens camp. JK Dobbins does hurt that team enough despite my affinity and affinity. Uh, respect for Gus Edwards, and I think he will do a good enough job. I don't think they have guys that can catch the ball, and everyone they do keeps getting hurt. And yeah. yeah, just don't like it. So I will say that the without seeing the schedules, I'm going to say the Browns will be the bye. And I say that because I think the Ravens fold, the Bengals suck, they'll split with the Steelers at worst, and uh, they play a third-place schedule. <laughs> they won like 11 games last year, 11 or 12 games last year, and they had to play a third-place schedule. That two, Those two extra games, that means they're playing uh, the Texans mm-hmm. instead of like the Titans, and they're playing uh, probably the, the Broncos or the Raiders instead of the Chiefs. <laughs> you know, they're they're, they're going to play yeah. the Jets or the Patriots and not like the Dolphins. They're, they're going to get to play the lower end of, of each division. 
I don't remember which one they're playing all of, but like you get the point. Like they're going to get to play a last place or a third place schedule, and that means a lot to me. So yeah. give me the Browns to get a bye, and I'm sure that'd be huge. Browns fans don't want to hear that at all. <laughs> <laughs> like hell froze over. Yeah, um, yeah please. I mean, they they want to be good, but they just please don't put that on us. No. Yeah. So um, yeah, kind of. That's that's kind of where we, I think we can wrap this. Is there anything? Uh, I mean, we we're, we'll do a Patreon episode here uh, to to drop over the weekend. I think we have an idea of what it's going to be. I think we're looking at a 2018, 2019, or twenty twenty redraft of the dynasty rookies. I think that's gonna we're gonna have fun with that. Uh, Commission is gonna be mad that he missed it, although he does have his mic, so he can ch- he can chime in if he wants to. Chime in. Then he can just wa- or just watch us go back and forth. Uh, we'll probably do two or three rounds. Um, I think we'll probably do twenty twenty. Let's do like yeah. the instant reaction instead of like the judging from a couple years ago. I like that. Uh, so it'll be pretty fun. So yeah, if you haven't been a Patreon, yeah, there's still the free, the free preview episode from a couple weeks ago is still there. Please check it out. Please subscribe. Five dollars a month is our is, is for the winner circle. You get uh, so many benefits. You won't get to be on the air with us, but uh, so many benefits before that. Uh, certainly great. I mean, <laughs> our Patreons are littering uh, our inbox with like trades and drafts and who do I take in this pit? We we have been getting like inundated with emails and messages and posts, and we love it. So we're, we're not burnt out yet. We can take more. Uh, this is the absolute best time to use it because you'll have someone right in there with the room, like right in the room with you uh, if you give exactly. us enough of a head start. Keep it coming. Yeah. And uh, yeah, from there, we'll see you on Saturday or, or Sunday for the Patreon. And uh, preseason's over. Uh, we're less than like 10 days away from football. Let's go. listening to for the win fantasy make sure you're subscribed and follow us on twitter and instagram check out our patreon for exclusive benefits until next time but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked